This episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast brought to you by Adobe Marketing Cloud, introducing audio white papers for marketing. White papers read aloud to keep you up to date and maybe even entertained. Stream or download Adobe white papers by searching audio white papers for marketing in your iTunes store, or you can visit adobe.com for more. The Adobe white paper covers some best practices for customer experience. It's great for salespeople. Create a comprehensive customer profile. Have a 360-degree view of each customer, no matter how they're interacting with your brand. Plus, you can create personalized content that's relevant to customers using predictive analytics. And also learn the difference between interaction metrics, engagement metrics, and value metrics to help figure out which of those metrics you need in your networks. Adobe.com. In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill and I talk about our philosophies around bath soap, we intentionally use some really bad grammar, and we share insights about how to create a high-performance ethos. Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast created exclusively to help you achieve your own personal sales success. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. How did I do? You memorized that, buddy? <laughs> well, we've only read it 19 million <laughs> oh, times. I know. But... I just read the intro without the words. Yeah. Now you like me now. Huh? I was handing the intro to him. He's like, no. Get, get uh, let's here. see if I can keep going. Um, what do <laughs> okay. you call this? Dry, like sheet when I'm free. It's I don't have anything improv. in front of me. Improv, improv. yeah. We'd love to come see you. If you'd like us to come visit you for your national sales meeting, association meeting, sales breakout session, doesn't matter. Just send us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, and uh, put in the subject line, come see us. We keep getting people yeah, requesting. Yeah. We just got one this morning, young man from Florida, asking mm-hmm. us to come down and visit him. So uh, we'd love to be on the road. Those people and those companies where we have been will tell you that we have a lot of fun. So we'd love to come out and visit a few. i got a question for you. Yep. Um, how small do you allow the soap to get oh. <laughs> before you opt for the new bar? I, that's so <laughs> funny. I have... <laughs> I worked and, with a company. Your wife too. I want to know uh, how she views that. I, I worked with a company that um, makes soap. Right. 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 And they work with this company that's a great charity. There's uh, no soap in in like uh, third world countries. A big problem. They don't have soap to disinfect things. And so this this uh, company is called Clean the World. Okay. Clean the World. It's called. And one of the things they do is they take the little soaps from hotels because mm-hmm. those just disappear. Yeah, yeah. And they take them down. They squish Good. them together. And so when I heard how they did their process, I started doing it myself manually. So when I get a little bar of soap. And there, I let them, a couple of them collect. Then I take them. You can do this, by the way. Put them under I the think, hot water yeah, in the shower, yeah. and you just keep squishing them together. And you can kind of mold your own. It takes bar about soap. an hour. It's a little bit it takes you about an hour. Thousand dollars an hour yeah, guy to, to squishing make, soap. Make, yeah, it saves you the um, the eleven cents that the bar, the new bar, costs. <laughs> well, eleven you. cents. Yeah, right. But I can squish right. it. I do that, and now it's kind of a fun game. See if I can mold my own little bar of soap. Now, did did uh, something uh, prompt you to ask that question, Bill? Well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. <laughs> I don't need any shower me. picks, please. No. But that's What's that's this? where ours is right now, and you can tell that's that's pretty small. I mean, we need to get that on the website. The, yeah. Well, I took a picture of it, and I was going to say, how how small do you go until you finally? That's a really and really I, good question. And my wife never said anything, and and I'm the guy. I always feel like, oh come on, can't we just get a full yeah, bar? I mean, right. it is eleven cents. I'm with you on that. But she was she didn't say anything. I think she was testing me Hang to see how to far it. I'd go to. Hang on to it. We're going to keep really moving funny. with it, so we'll keep an updating you. I love you that. Here. So. So our question to our listeners is, how small do you let your bar of soap get before you trade it out? I'm with you. I'm a big soap. If it, even, if it gets below medium, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, a tr- it's troubling for me. It's really, really funny. <laughs> I think that's the end of that conversation. It is. It was fun, though. I can keep going. Okay. 
Uh, you want to introduce our topic? Would you like me to do? Uh, I'll give it a shot, okay. and then we did a little. We did probably more preparation we did. for this than we've Should ever had done. The mics on for seven hundred episodes, <laughs> ten years in, and we finally did some prep. You know, Brian and I are out in the field working with people, coaching and training, and we see lots of attributes. We see lots of deficits in the groups that we're in front of. And there, there is something special about a company who invests in us. So typically, those yeah. companies are probably more well-behaved. The people are more high-performance oriented, more curious, more interested in improvement. Yep. However, uh, we still see this, uh, the idea of what is a person's behavior. And so when you go into an organization, there's 25 people in the room. Let's say you do a full-day training, yep. and this is the first time you've met them. Yeah. You don't have to be told who the high achievers in the group are, Correct. usually. Usually. Correct. Usually, you can if if um, you wait until the end and five or six people come up to you after the event and say, "Hey, Brian, man, this is awesome. I'm glad you're here. I'm looking forward to the work. I learned so much today." That's probably not a low achiever who says that. Nope, almost never. Almost never. Almost never. Yeah. So we want to talk today a little bit, and you can add to it, Brian, as you want. The idea of what is your personal ethos when it comes to self improvement? Yes. What's the uh, What's your personal demeanor, your attitude toward self-improvement? And we'll talk first about maybe some things that keep us from there. Yep. Um, my daughter just graduated from college, and she's in the job searching process. And a lot of kids, when they get out of college, kids, students, when they get out of college, they're really anxious to get that first job. Yes. And I we told her, you know, why don't you just chill a little bit? Work on yourself over the next month. Read books. That's listen crazy. to podcasts. Watch video. Network. I mean, don't stay in your room doing this. Go out and be amongst the people, but don't get, don't take the first thing that's offered because that's really the best. So almost anyway, never. I'll shut up now. Yeah, this this is to me. If you're listening to this episode, the way to consume and digest this is to ask yourself: um, Do I carry, and to what degree do I carry an ethos, as Bill said, a demeanor of radical self improvement? I say radical, not like radical change. It's just something you never stop doing. You're you're fully committed to personal improvement. Um, and I get the good fortune in my other job um, to watch athletes in my refereeing job, uh, oftentimes in practice, and these are the athletes that are the best and on the whole planet at something. And what strikes me as so interesting and so also commonsensical, if that's a word, is that these super high performers who get paid a boatload of money to perform a real physical, difficult, emotional game in, in American football, um, the best ones, and really all of them at that level, are... Um, obsessed with personal self-improvement. Yeah. They're constantly asking every their play coaches, and practice, every play, yeah. every coach, every position coach, hey, how was my left step there? Hey, how was my set? When you know, Was my right hand where it should have been? Real detail, asking their coach. And it's just such a great thing. And mm-hmm. these are the people that are the best in the world at something. Um, and so when you bring that back to sales and you're listening to this, you think, okay, to what degree am I committed to that? And yeah. how does it show up for me? What, um, do you think there's a percentage when you look at just the universe of people that you're in front of? Is there yeah. a, and it's hard to, you're, you're not either committed or you aren't no, to correct. yourself. It's there's a, degree, a spectrum for degree. Sure. Yep. But I would say that's a pretty small percentage of people who are really toward yes. that far end of the commitment. It's 10 to 20, it's probably the 80-20 rule I think and everything. But. Yeah, and, and probably closer to the yeah 85-15 rule, I would yeah. think, in, th- in this thing. Um, and, and there are anomalies to it. So there are some high performers that have it all figured out That's and they right. do well, and so there are. And there are some people that perform very low that love to suck up personal improvement stuff too. Those are anomalies though. We, <laughs> yeah. know, we know that, right? The, um, the more standard answer is that the high performers just have a way about them that others don't. Now, 
by the mere fact that you're a listener to the Advanced Selling Podcast That's tells right. us yeah. that you're already in that upper threshold, right? You're already moving towards, because you're taking your own time, right. you're downloading this, you, you don't have to do this, and you are, and you're choosing to, and you're committing to it, interacting in the LinkedIn group that we have for you. So right. you're already ahead of the curve, and this is about you know, and scooting you out further. And we get a lot of questions from people, and it's obvious the way the questions are written, the way yeah. they're laid out, that people want help. And, they and they may not have somebody in their organization who can help them, yep. so they reach out to two guys they don't even know, but hopefully where there's some trust there that we've built over the years. Yeah. So, so why don't we talk about what stops us from that just yes. real quick, yeah. and then we'll go into yeah, what some of the uh, attributes are. I like it. Yeah. Uh, can I go first? Go first. Yeah. yeah. So the first one I have is fear. Oh. Uh, is, that was my number one. Was thing. it really? Yep. Would you look at that? See, yeah, we, now we told that. you we did prep, but we did not show each other our we answers. Didn't do that we didn't do that much. No, no. Oh, come on. Yeah, fear. Um, uh, I just came from a, a coaching session uh, where I coach someone who actually is a high performer, and one of the elements, and this is interesting because there's high performance relative, and there's high performance versus yourself. Okay, so I'm relative to the team. Oh, yeah. So she performs high relative to the team. Yep. What I see in her is so much potential. Yeah. Right. And she's great to work with, and we have a good coaching relationship. And at the same time, there are sometimes uh, where I feel like she's um, afraid to fail. She's afraid to make a mistake. She's afraid to be wrong. And when you're afraid of anything, and certainly those things like make a mistake, be wrong, look yeah. stupid, those all those fear-based things, Huge. you cannot open yourself Huge. up to coaching. You just can't reveal yourself to people to say, I don't think I'm good at this. Can you help me? Yeah. When you're like, I've been doing this a long time. I've got my system and it works. When you say things like yeah. that, that yeah. tells me a lot about it. I got you. it. I got it, Brian. I, I got, got it. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it says all sorts of messages beneath the message. So one of the messages it says to, to us, Bill, in our business is I don't need your help. Yeah. And well, you know, it took me a long time to learn it in this business, but you can't save all souls. So then I'm yeah. propelled, I'm compelled to walk away. So fear is a big one for me, I think, that keeps people from doing that. You know, there's a lot of, you hear the the term in our culture, I got this. Yes. Uh, Home Depot even has, their, that's their tagline, yes. you got this. You got this. And I wonder how much of that is that bravado of, hey, look, don't don't worry, I got this. I, yes. I'm, and instead of, I'd rather say, I don't got this. Yep. Is that proper language? I don't, it is now. I don't, I got, don't got this. this. No, I ain't. No, I ain't. <laughs> no, I ain't. No, got this. But uh, if we would bring that to the table a little bit more, is you know, I think I'm a pretty good prospector. But tell me, Brian, how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a yeah. uh, second one. I had fear too, just so you know. Just, just I've got sure, a oh, Are yeah. you checking? It? Are you taking a picture of me? No, no, no. Fear. No. <laughs> no. Um, I think goes right along with fear is the is vu- being vulnerable. Oh, nice. And that's a, that's, that's is great. the same. It's the other side of the fear coin. But I think we're so nervous about about having a hair out of place. Yes. That we just can't be vulnerable. And and you see you see people who get fired from sales jobs. Yeah. Because they never came to the boss and said said it's true. I, I don't can't do it, man. It's true. I can't yep. do it. Yep. So I think the ability or the uh, this lack of willingness to be vulnerable is a huge one. So I'm going to dovetail on that. Is it dovetail? Like D O V E dovetail, right? What? How is a dovetail different? I don't than know. That's what to, to another bird than a right. red winged well, blackbird, well, pelican, for example. Pelican tail, yeah, or a toucan tail. I got a toucan tail for you. So I'm going to toucan tail on that. Like, okay. What is that? Anyway, <laughs> um, a what keeps us from this last one for me is the the um, the um, propensity to look outside of myself 
for what's wrong yeah. versus inside yeah. myself. And I don't know if that's the same thing, but I, I, I was thinking, I look and say, well, I don't have the tool, or you didn't tell me that, or you don't have, and everything goes external. Where I see these high performers, they look internal as much as they look external. Doesn't discount the external issues, those can be there. The propensity of a high performer is to look inside and say, yeah. how could yeah. I have handled that differently, right? Yeah. That's good. I think that keeps us in the way, an, an, an inability to look within, to look inward. I love that. You want to go to the, uh, the yeah, attributes Yeah, the what to now? do part? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, well, yeah. Here's, uh, here's one that I had. Um, well, I think the first thing you can do is, is, is take on the belief that you have potential that you're obligated to pursue. If, mm. if we are rolling along at a certain level, and, and I get into this sometimes where, you know, things are going pretty well, and you think, do I want to introduce this new product? Do I want to launch this thing? It's going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know what, maybe not right now. And I think there are seasons in our lives where we say, right now, I'm good where I am. But that doesn't mean that next season, you're not going to want to say, right. I'm going to ratchet this thing up. That's right. But I think that that question of of intentionality and are you truly committed to a higher level of performance? And this does not mean, this is, we had a long coaching call the other day about this, one of my clients, high performance does not mean you're working harder. No. And yet that's a lot of times the, the initial default is, well, you know, I would, I would go to the next level, but I'm, I'm too busy the way it is. And I got kids and I got, and I always feel like, no, that's not what I said. And I think we equate those two a lot of times. Yeah. So I think that personal, commitment to recognizing and realizing your potential and I've got a story to come later on that that I think might help but I think that that just taking that step of saying okay I'm in That's I'm committed great. to this yes um, the first one I wrote down for what to do about it I wrote down the word surrender surrender um, and I think uh, I was at a I launched a new program with a company in February and there were about uh, 55 65 salespeople at this company. And after I got done talking, a guy came up to me and he said, Hey man, my name's Mike. I'm from California. And I knew going in that Mike was the number one sales guy in the group. I knew, I knew he was. And I'm always a little hesitant. This is in my own kind of uh, stuff in my own mind. It gets in my way sometimes. And I think, I I sometimes think, well, these high performance people sometimes are closed off and I'm always wrong and he's in it. Right. And so he comes up to me and he says, uh, Hey man, I need some help. First words out of his mouth to me, never met me other than saw me speak for about an hour and a half. He said, hey, man, I need some help. This is the number one guy wow. year yeah. in, year out. Yeah. And I thought, what a great guy to surrender to that. Because the guy's making great money. He he could go just fine without it. He goes, he like, could teach he, the class probably. He could. Well, you know what he said? He, he goes, I've, I've gotten stale. And he just knew. He was so great. He's like, I've so gotten stale. Self-aware. I flatten, yeah, I've, yeah, I've flattened out a little bit. And I, and I just I need some help. And I want some coaching from you. It's great, yeah. great, great. Good. Hey, before we go on, uh, if you're trying to create demand in the market, which I know every listener is, you need a cost-effective way to reach your target audience and generate qualified leads for your sales team or for yourself. Our recommendation, use GoToWebinar. You can present to hundreds with confidence. Whether you're a startup company operating worldwide or just an individual sales performer, GoToWebinar can help you connect, captivate, and convert your target audience. Uh, I just had a, a client on one of the calls that I do, and he's getting ready to start a webinar series. He's going to use go to web webinar. He's actually an expert in the logistics business. Awesome. And uh, he's written a book. He wrote a little a little ebook 
short thing here a few years ago, and now I, we're encouraging him to do a webinar on the book, and you can either give Great. the book away, and so he's using GoToWebinar. With automated emails, custom branding, practice sessions, GoToWebinar makes getting ready easy. When your event is live, keep attendees engaged with interactive polls, live chat, and respond to feedback in real time. GoToWebinar enables marketers like you to easily reach your audience, turns lead, turn leads into customers, to get started with GoToWebinar today, to connect and convert, visit GoToWebinar.com to start your free 30-day trial. GoToWebinar.com. Love it. Uh, as part of my preseason regimen, Bill, I've been paying attention to what I eat. And what I've learned is that um, fresh, high-quality, good stuff is better for you than processed food. No. It is. You just it's a little. That. It is. I'm telling you. I just eat real well, food. Thirty three. One, one of my learned. one of my friends, uh, my trainer, actually says if it grows in the ground or has a mother, you can eat it. <laughs> Isn't that great? If it grows in the ground or has a mother, you can oh. eat it. And uh, Blue Apron <laughs> is our kind of place that feeds you with stuff that grows in the ground and has a mother. Absolutely. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for the community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaska salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Super amount of variety. You're going to taste things in Blue Apron. I'm telling you, you've never, ever tasted or thought you'd ever put in your mouth uh, again that are just fantastic and super easy. Every meal comes with a really simple step-by-step uh, process, easy to follow recipe cards and pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepared at always in 40 minutes or less. Check out this week's menu and get, this is a great offer, by the way, everybody. If, you, if you've not done this, you have to do this from the Advanced Selling Podcast. You get two free meals with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash advanced selling. That's great. Say that again. You get two free meals with free shipping. Try it. That's Try a it. free meal with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash advanced selling. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredibly good home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash advanced selling. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I love it. Uh, I've got one that might come. Uh, this comes from sales leaders. So I know we know that 30 to 40% of our audience is sales managers or sales leaders or CEOs. We know that. 60 to 70% is frontline yep. business development yep. salespeople. And the 5% there, we're not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> the, all others. the dentists. The dentists. The, dentists, the doctors right? in the crowd. Hi, Michelle. And uh, what we do, I think, as leaders is we've got to realize that if a, just because a person doesn't come for coaching doesn't mean they don't need coaching. Oh, that's really good. And, and a lot of times, uh, I had a conversation yesterday with a, a lady who oversees a group of 15 people in the tech business, and, and we were talking about a couple of her people, and, and we talked about this idea of, well, she doesn't come to me for coaching, and I always feel like, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that might tell you something about her, but it just tells me she's afraid. Yes. That's all that tells something me. Something there, right. And if she's afraid, then I've got to go teach her mechanics. Yep. I'm, I'm becoming more convinced that... We can sit in a room and meditate all day and get confident, but if you teach me how to go do something in a different way and it works, that's all the confidence I need. That's it. It's fantastic. So it's the it's the inner game, yes, but it's also for you leaders, teach mechanics, teach yep. people how to do things even if they're not asking. And one way to find out if they're doing it right is just say, let's role play that, and the, the truth will come out. It always does, doesn't it? It's fantastic. Uh, another thing for you, if you're listening to say, okay, how do I up my game around personal improvement? I, uh, I see people that perform at the highest level have an insatiable appetite for more knowledge. 
They're constantly seeking knowledge. And sometimes the knowledge is skill knowledge. Like you're talking about, Bill, a better way to do something. How do I tweak my LinkedIn profile? What do I do here? What do yeah, I do there? Yeah. Sometimes the knowledge is just, it could be market knowledge. So they go out and they learn things about their market and discover trends and new things that are going on that they didn't know about. The high performers, though, have a, have a, they, 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 they have a knack for that. If you don't have a natural knack for it, it's a learnable skill. You just put things on your calendar or you say, okay, I'm going to go, you know, looking for stuff today, yeah. right? right? Yeah. Or coaching or whatever it is. So um, that's something that I see you can think about. Do I have an insatiable appetite for knowledge? And high performers do. You know, there's a lot being written today. Uh, Mike, who's the guy that does dirty jobs? Mike oh, Rowe. Mike Rowe. Mike yeah, Rowe. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some really good. He, I, I like that he's guy. Great. He's I funny. Too. He's really he's funny. Fantastic. And he's got a great voice, and he just delivers really solid content. And he talked about passion on this one interview that I saw him. He says, you know, this idea that, well, if we're not passionate about something, we're really not going to do it. He said, that's just BS. Yeah. He said, you've got you've to do your job and let the passion follow you. So yes. do your job the best you can. Learn about. Learn about the people in the job. Learn about the influencers. Research. Learn the trends. Talk to customers. The passion will come. It does. It's so great. But we just, uh, we, we have been taught, I think, at a young age, you know, follow your passion. Follow yeah. your dreams. Well, okay, but if you need to make money and you need to get a job, go get a job and then allow the passion to come to the job. Go get a job scooping up uh, turkey crap at the turkey farm, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you'll, what he you'll does love it. Dirty right. jobs. I love that's that right. show. What a great show. It's a show I wish I would have invented. Yeah. Uh, do you have another one? You good? No, I'm good. You good? I'm Same good. here. Yeah. That's good. A good topic. And we want to hear from you too. We'll uh, post this up on LinkedIn, a question. But I, I think uh, our listeners would have a lot of advice for others on this uh, yeah. because sometimes you get to your in, in your life uh, – you find, like I said, seasons where you're just not as ambitious, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it clicks in, and we hope this maybe is a click-in moment. We like it yeah. a lot. Well, that does it for today's episode. If you haven't downloaded a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame audio program, do so now. Go to ultimatepregame.com to find it. Check out the products page on our site while you're there. And, of course, we always say it, but we're going to keep saying it. If you haven't thought about bringing us in, to your company, to work with your sales team or association or some kind of leadership conference, you really should. Love to meet you personally in 2016. Email us at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com to get the ball rolling. Love to hear from you. Send us your feedback or question as an audio recording. We'll use it in a future episode. In fact, I think next episode we have a good one. And also, we'd love it if you left a review in iTunes. We're up to over almost 100 now. We'd love to get that thing up to two or 300. So we appreciate uh, you listening, and we'll see you next time.